0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 WGC Workday Live Chat. DraftKings ownership, final betting card, and a weather report all contained in this. If you are out there watching right now, please smash the like button to the video. And if you're tuning in after the fact, after the live chat and you're not streaming this live to yourself because you couldn't make it at noon Eastern time on a Wednesday, I mean, that actually tracks. Not a lot of people have this open hour. Maybe you do. Maybe you're just fucking off from work. I don't know. Either way, if you do have a question that you want answered about either Puerto Rico, which I don't have a ton of information on, or WG which i'm pretending to know to have a bunch of information on just dump it in the comment section after the fact i'll try to get to them around 8 p.m eastern time on wednesdays when i'll try to respond to you that is the gap where i allow the commercials to try to run ahead on the challenge and i don't do anything for 20 minutes after the kids have gone to bed so that's when i can get back to you on this stuff so you have a question dump it in the comment section. Obviously, I'm going to get to all the questions in the live chat as well. And if you want to listen to this audio-wise, I mean, you're not going to be able to listen to it live, but after the fact, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. And if you're feeling generous... A five star review. Thanks. Also become a member at fantasynational.com right now. 20% off if you use fantasynational.com slash mayo. Like I always say, if you play more than 10 bucks a week, either DraftKings, DFS, gambling, whatever it might be, you're gonna want fantasy national. It's simple as that. So fantasynational.com slash mayo, all the stats, all the tools, everything you need to give yourself the most information possible to make the best decisions let's get into the picks for the week I'll have my cheat sheet released later on on Twitter and on Facebook my DraftKings cheat sheet is up on DKNation.com right now Uh, my betting preview where I do the panel picks is up on Golf Digest and my DraftKings pivot plays up on FTNDaily.com right now as well you can check it all out there you know golf season's coming around doing all the content my one and done video is out all the other videos are out as well too so check them all out please support Mayo Media Network and while I have you here subscribe to Mayo Media Network We're at what? 20.5 thousand subs we need to get that number up let's try to shoot for 30 by the masters okay thank you You know, tell some friends or sign up through other gmail accounts whatever it might be winners for the WGC workday I got Thomas at 20 to 1 that number is gone 18 and a half is the best number I've seen that's at DraftKingsportsBook.com Webb Simpson and Patrick Reed 33 to 1 Morikawa 40 to 1 and Sungjae Im 45 to 1 those are the only outright winning bets that I have placed all between 20 and 45 all top 20 players in the world first time seeing the course this week in Florida so hopefully one of those guys come through and it's not like Dustin just storms everyone at 6 to 1 and everyone just sits around being like oh great it finally happened top 10 plays for the week Mark Leishman 6 to 1 Gary Woodland coming off an immaculate ball-striking week at Riviera but couldn't make a putt Hopefully he can make a putt and keep the ball striking going. He's 10 to 1. Mac Hughes, 10 to 1 on the top 10 as well. Top 20 plays, Mac Hughes, plus 350. And David Lipsky, the Iron Master himself, plus... Five fifty to come inside the top 20. First round leaders all with the top five each way. Leishman 60, Hughes 80, Woodland 80, Munoz 90, and Lipsky 110 to 1 with the top five each way. The one and done picks for our internal pool. Daniel Berger for me because Jeff stole Justin Thomas from me and Cust went with Bryson DeChambeau for the one and done this week in the giant race for the mayo cup on FantasyGolfChampionships.com, you can check out my video up on mayo media network right now you want the audio it's on dfs picks and bets the mix along with a preview of all of the european tour players tom and sky did that show yesterday you can watch the video or download the podcast but please go support those guys it was super a super in-depth informational breakdown of a lot of more of the unknown players that are coming across the pond from the european tour playing in the WWE. GC event this week. I mean, they sold me on Erasmus Hogard, so let's go, let's go, Erasmus Hogard, sixty seven hundred bucks. Get it done this week. The weather for WGC workday uh, looks pretty. Calm, to tell you the truth although that's what we thought last week too and then Saturday showed up and it was like yeah even the tournament organizers weren't expecting that so continue to pay attention on Windfinder throughout the course of the week and maybe there will be some sort of advantage where you can get a chaser uh, at really low odds if they play in let's say a really calm condition although where it is only 72 players in the field everyone's gonna kind of be condensed there's no like real true early stack late stack when it comes to a WGC so just pay attention to that but I see nothing out of the ordinary right now in terms. terms. Terms of win that would cause any sort of concern. DraftKings ownership for the week. No one is really chalk. It's really strange, and we see this happen in WGCs from time to time, where just everything is kind of flat. I don't have one player projected over twenty percent right now. That's probably not how it's going to turn out. As it turns out people were, like, lying about who they're touting and everything like that. But uh, I actually have, per FantasyNational.com, the player who's been in the most generated lineups so far this week, and that is of over 8,000 lineups that have been generated, Lonto Griffin at almost 20%, Ryan Palmer, Will Zalatoras, Joaquin Neiman, and Sung J. M not what I would have expected. If we go to the top and look at who the expensive guys are, like I said, it's pretty flat. Everyone's at like 15 to 17 percent above $10,000, which I thought was kind of crazy to think about. Uh, the one real outlier, at least per Fantasy National, does seem to be Rory McElroy, where now Patrick Cantley is getting a lot of buzz, and Bryson dips below. I don't think that's actually how it's going to shake out, though. I could see Rom. Or Cantley or Thomas being the highest owned of the guys in that range. But frankly, pivot wise, like no one's really coming in. Like the guys that you would expect to come in at super low ownership are Fleetwood doesn't seem like he'll have a lot of interest. Neither will Max Homa, neither will Hideki Matsuyama. And Adam Scott is trending up late, but he was down in the single digits for a while as well. But it's just, I, I don't think you need to avoid any one player because of ownership this week. Like Ryan Palmer, I'm using even though he does seem like he's going to be relatively chalky in the low $7,000 maybe that's probably the best way to do it, is just kind of go through the pricing and see where, like, where the outliers near the bottom are. Abraham Answer, people using him. Lonto Griffin, a lot of people using him. Ryan Palmer tends to be rare, uh, very chalky in this range as well. Leishman's getting some buzz, but I don't think that his ownership is going to be up all that high. And then no one in the $6,000 range outside of Lonto Griffin projects into the double digits right now, except for Answer. so... If you want to make a stand on one of those guys because of ownership, go for it. Or just play all the chalk you want and leave like 300 bucks on the table and you're fine. So I really wouldn't be too concerned about ownership this week when you're constructing your DraftKings lineups. All right. Uh, The Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League filled once again on a Tuesday morning. So you got to race to go get your spot. That's why I always got to tune into the Sunday show to get first crack. I do have information coming in that the next two weeks it has been Increase due to demand. It'll go from 3,000 to 3,500, like it was a few weeks ago. It was actually at my demand that we decrease it because I've always found that it fills a whole lot quicker when there are fewer spots. So let's try to continue to fill it as quickly as possible. It's the urge that everyone needs. We got some big tournaments six weeks till the Masters, Bay Hill next week, players after that, Honda Classic. Some great tournaments. Then after the Masters, we got the Heritage, my favorite tournament of the year. So seven straight weeks of awesome golf. Get your membership to FantasyNational.com right now. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get yourself into the system. Become a member today. Let's jump over to the chat. See what is happening. Munoz or Todd for a salary saver from Lance Becker? Hardly newer. Let's go with Munoz. Also, if you ask a terrible question, I'm banning you for life. If you could pick one guy to bet as a look-ahead option for one of the majors, who would it be? I mean, I kind of gave these out on the majors preview show, so you could just go tune into that. But I think my favorite bet was Joaquin Neiman, 150-1, to 1, to win the Open Championship. Uh, I believe that number is gone. Maybe Ryan Palmer still. I don't know what the... Odds are on him because I haven't really looked into it since I bet him, but I bet him 250 to 1 to win the US Open at Torrey Pines. Probably not going to win, but those just seem like huge odds. I'm not quite sure what it's at right now, but I bet you it's still probably above 100 to 1, probably going to be below that by the time that it comes in. One and done. Rory or Cantley? Already used JT and Shambo. Thanks, Pat. Smash the like. Jeffrey's right. You should smash the like. If you watched the one and done quick preview video that I did, I kind of came to the conclusion that Cantley is a really good play this week. I don't think he's going to be unpopular, but in the giant one and done, he's already been used by half of the entry, so... You just box all those guys out right away, uh, and you have a st- you have a circumstance where there's a- so many big name players like you can burn a DJ, you can burn a Rory or a Justin Thomas that where so many people have used Cantlay already that maybe he ends up coming in at like five six percent own. So that's one of my entries this week is going to be Patrick Cantlay uh, in that spot over Rory. Last man in this week. I think it's tougher this week in a no-cut event, to be perfectly honest, because the last man in could be anyone. Like, I have Lipsky at the min in lineups where I want to jam in three guys above $9,000, and that include, like, Justin Thomas and Cantlay in them. So I think, relatively speaking, if you're going to play a bit balanced, I think Mackenzie Hughes at 64... Or Rasmus Hogard at 67 or Gary Woodland at 68 could probably be your last man in. Uh, They're the last man in on a bunch of mine. Uh, Ryan Palmer is also the last man in in on a few of my more balanced lineups. But I think that you can really play it any way that you want this week with a no cut. Just try to find the guy that's going to make all the birdies. Would you consider Finau if he was more like 25 to 1 this week solely because, solely? No, because he cannot reach the winner's circle week in and week out. I mean, if that's the case and he can't win, we don't think that he can win. I don't really see why 25 to 1 would change anything. Like, I, When I look at the board, like I feel like he should be 40 to 1. To win this. Like put him in the same rage as Sung Jae and Morikawa, guys who do win and have won. Then all of a sudden, then I'm interested in Tony Finau. But when you start putting him up against like Berger and Cantley and Bryson and those guys, like I'm just gonna pick the other guys 100 percent of the time. And so far, so good. It's worked out in that regard in terms of fading Tony Finau as an outright bet. But it's not to say that Tony Finau cannot win this event. He most definitely can win this event. Uh, but even at 25 to 1, I don't love those odds. Hi, Pat. Am I falling into a sucker's bet by taking Leechman in matchups over Hideki and Wolf? Hideki is minus 200 and Wolf is minus 117. Feels strange given their recent form. Yeah, if you're getting massive plus money on Leechman versus those two guys, I say go for it. Uh, it does seem like a sucker's bet, but Hideki minus 200 over Leechman? That would make Leechman what, Paul? Like plus 135, plus 140?
1: Yeah. Plus 150? I mean, depending on the book, if Hideki's minus 200, Leishman could be, like, plus 160, plus 170. Yeah. If if, if the book's giving, like, good good return on the other side. Well, I uh, can—this is one of the tools
0: on Fantasy National that, frankly, I don't use enough. It is the head-to-head stat model. So let's just look past 24 rounds. We'll set it to that. And we'll go with Hideki, Matsuyama— versus Malk with a soft C Leishman and see what the true odds are on this Leishman ha- over the past 24 rounds Leishman has beat him in 11 of those 24 rounds they have tied a few of the times so Leishman's win percentage is my uh, uh, Leishman's win percentage is 46% Hideki's is 38% so if tie is a push the true money line, which I think in this circumstance it would be, the true money line on this should be minus 122 Leishman plus 120 for Hideki Matsuyama. So if you're getting like plus 160 on Leishman, uh, it sounds like a pretty good wager to me. Let's factor this out to the past 50 rounds because, you know, taking a smaller sample while Hideki's not playing well kind of works out. Yeah, if you parse it past over the past 50 rounds, then you start getting into a bit truer territory where Hideki would become a minus 140 favorite and Leishman would be plus 140. But it sounds like you're still getting odds better than that. So if the push is a tie, yeah, I think you got to take Leishman in that regard. Wolf just seems out of whack. So that'd be more of a gut play when it came down to it but i just think the leishman hideki value wise is probably the one like instead of betting both of them i would just bet everything on that one uh, because i think that's the better value any love for justin thomas first round leader sure i don't play first round leaders that low but that's fine if that's the one bet you want to make i say go for it what metric would you prefer on fantasy national calculated ownership or actual fantasy national golf Golf club, that's it. Lineup generator percentage. I like to look at the generator percentage because I think that they both have a lot of merit to them. So the calculated ownership is just sort of a cause and effect of how people actually end up submitting lines versus historical data versus like the actual... Um, lineup generated percentage because some people generate lineups just to see what the lineups look like and never end up using them. That's where the regard comes into it. But it's curious to see who it actually spits out for you. Like this week, Rom is lower on the actual generated lineup percentage but very high in the calculated ownership percentage because a lot of people have him favorited for the week. He's just not coming out in the simulator. So a lot of people might be reworking lineups in order to jam him in. I think just taking a difference of the two is usually the best way I like to play it. But I don't want to really get too bogged down by that will there be fans at this tournament i don't think so like just a few um but i don't think it's like open gates or anything like that andrew carter says few fans just club members okay there we go what do you think about jt minus 105 versus cantley i like both those guys so i'll just fade that matchup pivots from english and neiman and hatton well i mean my favorite plays are the guys directly below tyrell hatton so i'm good with that off of neiman probably adam scott from english leishman and palmer are sitting right there for me too Pat, you are the man. No, Austin, you're the man. I appreciate you saying that. Thoughts on burger. How's your burger? 30 to 1. Yeah, I can get behind that. I didn't see it that low. Um... I like Burger this week. I didn't bet him, but I think 30 to one's a fine number. Do you agree that there is a good Euro value in the $6,000 range to build stronger lineups up top? I do, actually. I, I think it depends on who you end up going to down there. Like I said, Hogard is probably my favorite. But don't just get sucked into Weisburger because that's a name that you recognize. I think that Wiesberger could be fine, for example. Laurie Cantor is another one uh, who's down in that $6,000 range. Yeah, I, I think that the difference between some of the European tour players in the 6K region aren't necessarily like carlo let's let's take for example like carlos ortiz at seventy three hundred dollars playing pretty well versus i don't know let's say even rasmus hogart or thomas Dietrich at sixty seven sixty six hundred $6, dollars i i don't think that there's really that much of a gap between those players in fact those euros might actually be better than someone like carlos ortiz who's a fine player in his own right but you do get a ton of savings so no i don't mind that a lot like Lipsky to me at six thousand dollars um And it's only because he's $6,000 or you're $6,600. I would not be playing him, but he does make a lot of lineups available to you. It does seem if people are going to pay down that Eric Van Royen is the most popular option. At least he can't miss the cut this week. That's nice, but he probably will find himself in the middle of the agua a few times because that's what Eric Van Royen does. Birdie, 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 quadruple bogey. That's his entire game. So someone like Lipski, if he can keep the driving under control, I think he's a decent enough putter and good enough with his wedges that he should generate a few birdie opportunities on these par fives and shorter par fours. And hopefully he can end up making the putts. And already a top five over in Europe this year against a pretty good field, the best field that we've seen on the European tour yet. So I I do like him in that regard. Next question. Neiman ownership. Already went over ownership. You can get your fantasy national membership to go find that. Just here to smash the like button and be putting a timeout after cashing Homa after his cashing out on Homa after his tee shot on the first playoff hole. Well, I hope you still got a big cash out of it, though. Uh, big V says, here I am, Pat, right on time. Thank you very much, Big V. Smash the like while you're out there. Thoughts on jamming DJ and Ramen for DK? If there's a week to do it, this is probably the week because you can make it pretty feasible for yourself and not hate the rest of your team. So if that's your move, go for it. Last man in. Uh, he just kind of went over that. Very silly question, but what exactly is a cash game? A cash game on DraftKings refers to a double-up contest where, like, half the field wins or a 50-50 where, like, 42% of the field wins. Uh, It's, I mean, a GPP, a big tournament where everything is all really centered around coming in first. So if you come in like, I don't know, 250th, you win like double your money. Uh, If you come in first, you win all the big prize, but it pays out like 20 or 17% of the field. We're in a 50-50, everyone gets paid the same. If you finish inside the cash, you double your money or you don't quite double your money, but you get your double your money minus the rake, basically. But half of the field wins. um, So things like that would be a cash game on DraftKings. How much equity do you aim for round four showdown? I found ownership leverage lies in fading guys at the top of the leaderboard. It really depends on the week. I think you just stick to your strategy and go for it. Um, if the guys at the top wilt a little bit, like we kind of saw this week at Riviera, and you can get the chase- chasers coming up and in, like, you're going to win because people are just gravitate towards taking the guy in first place because you get those starting bonus points, which, you know, two birdies later, those are completely negated by it anyway if that player just kind of coast-making parts. You still want your bird. you still want players who can generate eagles that are going to do scoring on round four showdown and then if you can get placement points out of them all the better so yeah i like that strategy james thoughts on woodland those deep odds, 33 to one top five. I already gave you my bets. Uh, Woodland's a part of the top 10 crew. Didn't go top five. New course this week, new course of the PGA this week. Please tell me Shotlink is available. I assume it's available to it's WGC. It'd be kind of crazy if it wasn't, especially because it's in Florida already. And I think that's where, I think Jacksonville is where like Shotlink is located, their home base. I think, I'm not positive on that. But that would be me. Who are the most popular Euro dart throws? And uh, let's see here burned i guess evr technically qualifies although he is now on the pga tour full-time uh rose i guess he's not really a dart throw either uh looks like he's trending up in ownership other than that uh, i don't really see much else uh from the european tour range maybe let me scroll down here Anyone else out there? Now it's really Lonto and Answer who are generating all of this ownership down in this range. Like guys like Victor Perez are going to be 2%, Westwood 2%. Um. Who else? Rafa cabrera Bayo, probably less than a percentage point in ownership. Uh, if you can get lucky on one of these guys, let's go for it. Yeah, EVR is the other one who kind of spikes up down there. Brendan Todd, Mackenzie Hughes, Munoz. People are just going with the players that they're overly familiar with. It doesn't seem like there are a lot of Euro dart throws this week, so there is some leverage to taking these guys if they can go through. What are the most... Oh, you know what I forgot to give? My Puerto Rico bets for the week. Justin su. And Paul Baljean, thirty-five to one and one hundred and twenty-five to one. I do kind of like Lahiri as well. I let me bring this up because someone says any lottery ticket ideas. I'm thinking DJ Griot, Phil, Ram Griot, Phil. I actually played Sue Thomas together and Sue Thomas and Phil together um, as a just fun throwaway like thousand to one type thing. Burger and Hogard or Kepka and Hughes. I'll take Berger and Hogard from there. Can I find your bets for Puerto Rico, or have you not bet it? No, I just won. Just just did it. Totally forgot about that. I'll add them to the cheat sheet when I release it. Does Tiger's accident increase Charlie's likelihood of winning the Masters? I mean, guy, well, why don't you just kind of back off with all that shit and just, you know, just be happy that Tiger's all right, uh, and hopefully he gets better, okay? What are your thoughts on Thursday three balls? Eh, pass. I, I just, they're they're an absolute crapshoot. <laughs> Answer with Hovland and Berger, or Bryson Cantley with Reed and Finau. Answer with Hovland Berger, or Bryson Cantley with Reed and Finau. I like the second option better. Bubba or your boy Erasmus? Well, I mean, if he's my boy and I've advocated using him, why do you think I would take Bubba over him? That's a question you can ask yourself. I'm posing that one back to the chat to you to fucking figure it out. Hatton or Rom in one and done?
1: Ah, Hatton.
0: How does it work with Euros playing on PGA Tour and PGA Tour players crossing over the European Tour? For example, can a European Tour player play as much as they wish on the PGA Tour? Uh, It all depends on their world ranking, and if they finish well in some of these events, they can be granted special temporary membership and get themselves in on sponsor exemptions like we've seen different guys like Lucas Barregard and Matt Wallace accomplish over the years as well, and then they might stay over and earn their full-time tour playing card but there is a new mix between everything uh and guys can kind of go back and forth uh but if you're inside the top 50 in the world you can almost play in any tournament that you want uh in that regard raman neiman or bryson and hovland i'm not using any of those guys so do whatever you want thoughts on Finau's current headspace after yet another burn explosion you mean the guy who comes second every week so when he didn't play well when he gagged it at uh the Amex you know like can't play in the next week oh no he came second then he comes second at Tory Pines oh can't play him again oh he came second over in Saudi can't play him after that he couldn't win Oh, all of a sudden he comes second once again so like what are we talking about here honestly what are we talking about his headspace give me a fucking break Terrible questions. You no, know, you have to ban these people for life, Paul. Like I said, terrible questions get thrown out. One and done. Read, Matty Fitz or Burger. Ah, let's go, Burger. What do you think the winning score will be this week? Lower than minus 15? I actually have no idea what the winning score. I don't know if this course is gonna play hard, whether it's gonna play easy. It's gonna kind of roll back and I'll guess minus 13 will be my score. Pat, love the show. Which stats are you waiting the most this week? You can tune into my Sunday show when I build the model for that or just read my article where I list the stats that I'm doing it. I don't need to triple up on doing the content over again. Cam Champ, viable, guaranteed four rounds, so he could outscore his position here. I don't hate that. Coming off an Anderkurst, too. Smartly withdrew from the field last week before the Anderkurst could really get him. Then Tim had to switch his pick. So smart move by Cameron Champ. I don't hate it. It's not for me, but I certainly understand how we could outscore his finishing position just based on the potential eagle rate that he brings to the table with a bomber like that. Hey, Pat, love the show, but Jesus, man, make better picks. Ban for life. I'm not here to give you better picks. I'm here to entertain you. You had and, a winner like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I picked Brooks two weeks ago. What, have, picked, what have
1: you done for the world, Alex B? Alex B? You know what Alex B has Nothing. done?
0: Nothing. He's got himself banned for life Uh-oh. for being a fucking asshole. <laughs> man, Imagine being Alex B and coming into the chat to tell me about my picks. Hey, listen, if you hit Capco last week, you're good for like two months. I know what's wrong with you. You're a bad person. I don't wish ill upon you, but if it happens, it happens, right? Harris English or Robert McIntyre, Bobby Mack, have already played four guys in my lineup at a projected 14 to 18%. Well, that's like going to be everyone this week, Um english sets up better but like you said if you want to take the ownership discount go with bobby mack like he's going to be like two percent owned harris english probably sets up better though billy horschel thoughts eh not for me pass um let's see here where else do we got the chat jumped on me paul uh Justin Rose's ownership and thoughts of him as a potential contrarian high-risk one-and-done pick. I probably wouldn't go that low in terms of the world rankings. I'll probably take him like Bayhill or Honda or Players, one of those things, once he gets his sea legs underneath of him over here. But he's not coming in low-owned. He's going to be like 13%, so I don't know who it's really going to be. Thoughts on Tiger? Hope it gets better. Who would you pick this week in a one-and-done contest with 33 people in it? The best player I had available. Rose, plus 115 over English? Eh maybe. Is this the type of week to do double top 20s? Do you do any weird bets this week? I just played those cross parlays. I didn't even think about the parlaying top 20s. That's actually not a terrible idea uh, if you want to do, although it's just the odds for the top 20s at the WGC, unless you take like the Hughes or the Lipsky's, just aren't going to pay a bunch. Might have to play a Baljean top 20 over in Puerto Rico. Maybe try to parlay that with Lipski or something. Although I like the odds enough on those guys anyway. I probably don't want to waste more money on them since they're probably not going to come inside the top 20. Best chance at a top five out of these three, Sungjae, Morikawa, and Hideki? Probably Sungjae. Rose, minus 155 versus Kucher, and Sungjae, minus 115 versus Hideki. I don't like the minus 155 in a head-to-head, but J minus 115 over Hideki. I do like. Pat, love the show. I love you, Michael. What do you think of Lori Cantor as a pivot off of Hogard? I mean, do you have to pivot off of Hogard? It's not like people are all over Hogard. This seems like galaxy-braining yourself. You like one guy over the other. Like, Cantor's fine. Um, I know that Tom and Sky really kind of pumped him up as well. If you think he's a better play, play him. If you don't think he's a better play, I don't think that you need to pivot off of Hogard for ownership reasons. Hey, Pat, I used to use this site, which I don't want to mention, along with Fantasy National. Been out of the loop for a while and it seems like there is no of that other site. That is true. Is there another place to find all the course history? Why don't you go to fantasynational.com pal slash mayo. You find some course history over there. I think we're back to like 2002 uh, with our partnership with the PGA Tour now. Heard you say you really won't be doing corn Fairy coverage. Do you think you have enough of an audience for Champions Tour? I mean, a uh, less popular thing? Yeah. We got tons of time for fucking that. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh pat i work at concession and we do have shot link for the week thank you sean what do you think sean i want to hear from you on this one do you think it's going to play what do you think the winning score is going to be do you think it's going to be tough i'd like to get some insight on this because all i've kind of seen are the overviews the topography i've watched some interviews with jack nicholas i've heard the players talk about it but you know players lie all the time or What is the truth in their heads may not actually be the truth when it comes around. We see that happen a lot, so they're kind of unreliable narrators when it comes to actually describing if it's going to be difficult, if it's going to end up being easy. I'd like to know what you see, if you're going to be working there. If you're going chalky up top, who are the best pivots? Everyone is chalky up top. Everyone is. It's a WGC. Stop worrying about it. Do you think that Max Homo looks like everyone's first attempt at trying Dustin Johnson? Yes, I do, actually uh new to golf how did decky ever win with such poor putting skills because it's sort of like the keegan bradley effect the week that he doesn't his tee to green used to be so good that any week that he putted reasonably he basically won or came inside the top five uh but the rest of his game just isn't really up there anymore uh let's see if you had no viewers you wouldn't have a show sort of attitude I don't understand what that means but I
1: uh, I hid that oh
0: did you no, it popped how did up on it pop mine. up on yours I don't know it just yeah. popped up right here I think he's saying to sort your attitude oh sort my attitude thanks, the thanks, thanks the- Phil yeah <laughs> Phil bit, bit, long time viewer I see thanks yeah, you go Phil fuck <laughs> making fun of you assholes is like why people tune in come on give me a break now Thoughts on Louie? Eh, pass. What are your thoughts on Fitzpatrick over Hideki? Everyone just wants to pick on Hideki. I'm starting to worry that Hideki's going to win this event, Paul. This, it's never good when everyone just picks on head-to-heads versus one guy, never uses one guy. That always turns out to backfire on everyone.
1: We'll wait for your buddy Sean to... If, if the putting's super easy, maybe you have to recalibrate.
0: Yeah, but, it's, but again, it's not like he's driving it well. I mean, his He's not doing were, anything well. His I irons were really good at Sony. He came second to Morikawa that week in
1: irons, but like ever since, it really hasn't 72 been 72 people in this field. Look at those stats. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Approach is like usually, when he's on, obviously he's in the top five out of all of these guys usually for Approach. Nothing's really working for him right now. It's a good number at 61. If he was in any sort of form, you're not getting him at that price, obviously, but he's not in good form. Yeah. Do you know if there's a chance
0: Fantasy National will have a course correlation feature or something like that added in the near future? Um, I can ask Moose. Moose is the one who develops these tools, so I can ask him if that is something that he has in the works. I don't know. He keeps me in the dark on these things until they're done. He's like, hey, Mayo, check this out. I'm like, oh, cool. This is awesome. Uh, first time commenting coming off my first two weeks of golf betting. I've got two outright wins to show for it. See, there you go. By not listening to me, you're doing great. I'm feeling Brooks this week. How are you feeling about that? Sure It's fine. Uh, Do you buy the talk that Hatton will be under-owned because he hasn't played on the PGA Tour recently? I've heard that point on every DFS golf pod I've listened to this week. I don't believe that we mentioned that on mine, so you're not listening to my show, although you are now, so thank you. No, I I think that Hatton's a top five player in the world who's not being priced that way. I think he's going to be very popular, so that would be my take on it. Now, uh, would you rather play stars and scrubs over a balanced lineup this week? I probably want to play a hybrid. I wouldn't want to play like uh, super duds. I think if you play a bunch of lineups, you can play a bunch of different ones. But if you're going to play like a single entry or in three max, that kind of thing, you probably don't want to go to the very bottom. But like I kind of mentioned, like I don't think Mackenzie Hughes is a bad player. He's sixty four hundred bucks. So I think he probably, sh- I mean, he probably should be sixty four hundred bucks. But he's better than that price is. He can outperform that price point. And there's a bunch of guys in the $6,000 level who can do that. So Stars and Scrubs is probably the best way to go forward. Uh, anybody you have been getting warmer on as the week got along? Or any early interest? You have fade? Nah, not really. Have you watched the inaugural round played by Jack and Tony? It looks like holes 12 and 13 will give up a lot of eagles I think it really depends, and I'll ask Sean again on this one, uh, where they're putting the T's. If they don't move the T's up, I think it's going to be really hard to drive, that somewhat drivable par four. And it does look like a giant risk-reward. I'm not sure, though. If it does, then bombs away City, and my teams are screwed for the week. Entering multiple lineups, what are your thoughts on a complete balance build from $7,500 to $9,300? It's fine. Go for it. If that's what you want to do, that's the move. Any love for Billy Ho? Eh, not really. No Laying Up podcast posted a concession video this morning with some decent info. Okay, that's not my show. You're promoting other people's show on my show? You're banned for life, do you think?
1: Are you from No Laying Up?
0: Uh, They probably don't need to scum down with me. They're too big. (laughs) Maybe he's like their intern or
1: something like that. Let them hang around for now.
0: Let them hang around. Uh, This guy is giving me a lineup and asking me my thoughts. I don't care about what your lineup is. You're playing your lineup. (laughs) It's just as easy as that. Brooks versus Hovland. Ah, Hovland. (sighs) Love the banter that comes with the show. Nothing better than watching a live thread go poof, banned for life. See? I know people like it out there. You just don't want to be the one getting banned for life. Palmer and Lonto. Bad chalk. I guess we'll see. Uh, I'm not playing Lonto. I am playing Palmer. Thoughts on Louis Oost? Pass. I believe Wolf with Leash Palmer M. Morikawa-Cantley. Thanks for insight this week. Thumbs up for me. All right, good luck, Jared. Go for it. You sacrificed Weir and Dillette in Hadwin for Trudeau to lose next election. I don't quite understand what that means, but no? I don't think sacrificing people and wanting them dead is probably a way to go about it. Sounds like you're pretty triggered about politics, pal. Get out of my feed. Prefer EVR or Todd from the low sixes? Neither. Just saying they showed them playing every hole in combos with... All right, you go check it out, man. Please stop promoting other people on my show. Thoughts on Sergio? Pass for me. And I think we're at the bottom of the questions, Paul. That was quick and easy.
1: Very quick this week. I like it. I like it a lot. Day or English? Now no, I'm reading your questions. Oh, neither?
0: Not using either of them. Yeah. Like I can only kind of speak to the guys that I want to use this week. If I like those guys, I would use them. Is Lipsky a breakout candidate? Certainly hope so. Im versus Reed, I'd probably go with Reed in this circumstance. I just think Reed has more win equity and he's always undervalued in terms of his win equity, but he has probably a far higher chance of finishing outside like the top 25 than Im does. The golf content this week was amazing thank you jesse new to dfs was constructing lineups in the three max uh would you run the same core over and over in all three uh, i tend to do a blended core so like six guys that appear in two-thirds of the lineup then try to filter in the other players that go through it for three max but then a lot of times i'll make like 20 lineups to enter in like the big five dollar or whatever or the 15 dollar uh, and then i'll just randomly pick three and then it ends up blowing up in my face because i don't Put as much thought into this as I probably should. Still loving Palmer, even when this week with all the water? Hey, listen, sometimes he plays well at Honda. Other times he shoots plus 550. You just have to hope that he isn't going in the middle of the water. Are you a fan of Simpson this week coming off his battle with COVID? Didn't he have COVID, like, in December? And he's played a few times since? I like Webb this week. I bet him to win. Any Roger Sloan love on the Puerto Rico Open? And uh, now, do you have any golfers you're sucker for? Tons. Tons! You tune to the show every week. You can figure out the random losers that I bet all the time. Which player will be in most of your lineups this week? I actually have no idea how that ended up coming out. I can check for you right now, though. Let's see. Lineups. Unique lineups. Where am I looking at here? I'm guessing it's probably Thomas, Cantley. No, probably not Cantley. Thomas, Reed, Webb, or Morikawa? Maybe M? Thomas, 55% of lineups with Justin Thomas in them. Yeah, no one else is at, everyone else is basically like at 50 or 40 or 45, like that kind of thing uh, for me for the week uh, in terms of ownership percentages across my 20 lineups. And now we got a bunch more questions. There we go. Uh, What do you think of Scott at 70 to one? I mean, if you want to bet it, go ahead. I'm not going that low this week. Neiman going to be popular? Yep. Hogard or Lowry? Let's go with Hogard. Who are your top five picks for the week besides the five bets that I made? Uh, No one. One and done. JT or Cantlay? Those would be my first two choices. Uh, let's go JT, then Cantlay. I can't use JT because I used him last week, and it sucked. Should have known once Cuss jumped on board. Wolf over Bubba for my entire bank account. I mean, you probably don't have much in your bank account, so for like the 20 bucks, then, why not, right? <sighs> Uh, any interest in Wiesberger? Is Wedge is good, or I, did I just make that up? I feel like Weisberger tends to play harder courses well, but he can really, he gets so hot all of a sudden. Good in the wind, too. But I can go look that up for you. It's tough to parse with some of these players, only because the European Tour stats are relatively unreliable when it comes to strokes gained and the stuff that they do, and he doesn't play enough on U.S. soil to do it, but I can look this up for you. And we can just take a look at his past, at least U.S. tournaments. Um, very bad from 125 to 150, but usually pretty good from 75 to 125. So if he ends up in that 125 to 150 range, he's actually lost strokes from that range in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven consecutive weighted events on the PGA Tour slash WGC. Now, that's a bit unfair to him, I guess in one circumstance, because you know he's only really playing in premium events. He, he played the 3M, he played the RSM, and everything other than that is a WGC or a major. So once you go up a level in competition, then it's going to be a little bit more pronounced. When guys are really good at that one thing, and you're not as good, then the gap ends up becoming a little bit larger. But no i would say that like from in close he's not bad uh but he's better the farther you get away from the hole with his longer iron so maybe that will end up working out well for him this week i don't know <sighs> can bryson survive the Ander Curse? seems prime prime for a bounce back yeah i like bryson this week i think it for me it came down to between him and thomas and i just happen to like thomas a little bit more Uh, seems like JT took the Tiger news pretty hard. I mean, I'm not going to start playing psychology with guys. I think that is a ridiculous way to look at things. Because So just because you didn't hear from someone, that doesn't mean that they're affected or not affected by anything. So when, if you hear from a guy that's putting him out there and about that, uh, I don't think that you can quantify that. I don't think you should really look into that. Maybe he just becomes more inspired by it. I don't know. I just, I think that's a really stupid way to look at things what are your thoughts on brooks being still in the high 20s i really want to bet it i just didn't i ended up my one bullet below 30 to 1 was justin thomas and then i felt like i really didn't want to go into the 20s after that i wanted to spread around everything else but if brooks wins i'm not going to be super stunned dk sportsbook has phil minus 265 versus fred couples does it seem worth it I don't like to take minus 265 of any golfer versus any golfer, but that does seem pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I mean, fill at three and a half to one to win this event actually seems like pretty good value, even with Furyk out there. With all the sand, is it wise to wait sand saves in my model? I did. So that probably leads you to believe it's probably not a good idea. But if we're taking a look at it this week, I can jump back over past let's go 50 rounds because not a lot of guys i mean cam smith is going to rate out really highly and was a disaster out of the sand last week so (laughs) it really depends on the week when you catch some of these guys but let's check it out here who were the best in sand saves over the past 50 rounds where is that in fairways and greens yes that's where it's under on fantasy national so versus the field sand saves gains your best players patrick reed justin rose jason day cam smith Xander, tony cantley Kucher, webb and hovland shockingly enough your 10 best players out of the sand over the past 50 rounds the 10 worst kisner perez rafa woodland ortiz adam scott matthew fitzpatrick min woo lee abraham answer wade ormsby bubba watson rasmus hogard and mark leishman that's only two rounds from Woo lee only two 14 from Ormsby, and 6 from Hogarth. So one really bad round could sink them over that sort of a sample size being so small. More questions from the peoples. Um, Chat jumped on me, sorry. No question here. Just wanted to thank you for all the golf content you pump out. Thanks, pal. Operation Smash the Like complete. On my end. Thank you, Paul. Remember out there, smash the like. And if you are just tuning in right now, I mean you can still answer your you put your question into the live chat, but for whatever reason you missed it at the beginning and you do want your questions answered after the fact, or maybe you have another question, like two hours from now, I'm going to be answering all the questions that go into the comment section after the fact around 8 p.m. Eastern time this evening. How much does a jack course correlation affect your player choices? Not really. I mean, it's one of the reasons I like can't lay this week, but I think objectively you would like can't lay anyway. It's not putting me on to anyone I didn't already like. Any lineups using all your salary? I don't think so. I can check. Let's see. Yeah, I got one. I think that was the one that I did on the draft with Matt Jones last night. One, two. Two out of 22 have used all of the salary. I think those have contrarian options in them, and that's how I differentiated in that regard. It was pretty easy, though. Just set your max, when you use the lineup generator on Fantasy National, just set max salary to forty nine eighty, 80 and you'll be good to go. Neiman or Zalatoris any evr love this week nah thoughts on kisner pass thoughts on comparing this course against honda and api i think those are two very logical ones it seems to have a lot of bay hill correlation in terms of length and being a jack nicholas design i think the pga national lines up pretty well although both it doesn't seem like there's a ton of wind in the forecast this week that doesn't mean it's not going to come but the wind can affect those two courses pretty greatly Is Justin Thomas a better golfer than Morikawa if he fixes his putter? I mean, if who fixes their putter? They're both bad putters. Yes, but yes, Justin Thomas is a better player. Until Morikawa becomes elite around the greens, he's not going to take that next step. But sometimes he's so good in the ball striking department that it doesn't really matter how good he is around the greens. If he just makes putts that week, he's going to be fine. Did you see Bryson's comments about how hard this golf course was? Basically said you need to be a good driver or you're in a lot of trouble. That basically factors in at almost every course. You need to be a good driver or you're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) if you go look at all of the best players in the world the common theme that they have is that they're all really good drivers of the golf ball and does that mean that someone like Webb Simpson who's not ranked very highly and off the tee but hits a ton of fairways is out of play here he won't be putting into the water again I especially coming from a Bryson perspective he's judging this a lot on what he does well and how he plays a course that all of a sudden that, you know, he doesn't factor in the Brennan Todds of the world. Not a great driver of the ball, but hits a lot of fairways. Could he excel here? He could. Doesn't mean he's going to. So I always find it's hard to put a lot of stock into what the players actually say because they're seeing things through their very one-dimensional lens of how they play. Um, And sometimes that's not always the best way to try to judge what's actually going on in a place. Still like Unleashed? Yep. Yep. I mean he's a bad driver of the golf ball that's someone who could potentially be in a lot of trouble but i just like how hot the irons are and we've seen him win at courses where there's a premium on driving like bay hill um and like tory pines and has not driven the ball well at all todd and munoz or lonto and Evier, munoz and todd thoughts on lonto he's fine chances a not top tier guy can win this field like Im, Palmer, and Munoz. Well, I would say that Im is a top tier player. Uh, Palmer and Munoz would be nowhere in the same league as Sungjae Im when it came down to it. I would say it's unlikely, but I think that Im can most definitely win. So I bet him to win. Any tournament matchups you like? I saw Na versus Bubba that was close to even money. I would take Na in that one. Ortiz versus Or Palmer. I would take Palmer. Top Euro. Didn't even look at it. Why do you think Munoz is so cheap? Numbers look great. I guess I'm not informed on him. Ah, I think people are always late to catch up on Munoz. He did play pretty well last week, but it's been a struggle for him to start the season. Uh, he played really well on the weekend at Kapalua. And what did he finish? 43rd last week? Like he was 17th in a field of like 40 at TOC, all based on like a really good weekend. 65th at Sony, missed the cut at Waste Management, 43rd at the Genesis. Like. I don't know. He's just, he's not an elite, elite player. And he missed two cuts to end the season before that after an incredible run in 2020. But hopefully he can kind of get it back. The irons and driving have both been really bad for him the past two weeks. And one of them was at Genesis, which makes sense for him because he's not an excellent driver of the ball. It's a very long course, a very difficult course to drive at. But he also just dropped a bunch of strokes at waste management as well. Lost five strokes around the green on top of it. Lost in all four aspects of everything i played him that week he was not good so hopefully there's a rebound coming from at least he cannot miss the cut this week that's always a bonus when you go into it but i think he's properly priced i only bet outrights no fantasy is fantasy national still a good product for me i think so most definitely it can put you on especially longer if you're playing outrights on the longer end guys like at the top of the board a lot of it is just gut feel and you know like i like justin over let's say, Xander this week. I think they probably both have close to the same amount. I mean, I, I think that Thomas is a better player than Xander. He probably does have more win equity, but his odds are longer. So at the very top end, I don't think it does you a world of good with that, but it's that middle range, that third tier, and then 100 and to one beyond that you can really find a lot of really good stack correlated sleepers that you might want to bet outrights on to give yourself some hedge equity, or if you play each ways that you can find inside the top 10 market. Like Nate Lashley was a perfect example of that at Pebble Beach, where he just kind of jumped off the page when using fantasy national like this guy's playing really well he should play really well this week you don't expect him to triple bogey the 16th hole in the final round to take himself out of contention but he cashed his top five and that was good enough if mostly everyone is about 15 percent does playing low owned, tommy hideki wolf provide less leverage than usual yes i think so answer or hogard i like hogard thoughts on rom hovland or hatton for an outright since i didn't bet them i'm not betting them so I don't like them. Enjoy the content you putting out just watching this before I take my nap. I'm glad I can put you to sleep. The dulcet tones of the Pat Mayo experience can lead to a very long and fruitful nap, so enjoy yourself. I enjoy a good nap. Thoughts on DraftKings doing Corn Fairy LPGA contest now? No opinion. Happy to have them try new things. I pivoted off of both so far. I'm not playing them. I don't know anything about that stuff. Um, Contests. Aren't really big either. But I do think almost like esports and UFC, not so much UFC anymore, but UFC like a year and a half ago, that soccer is another one. That whenever you get a new game and people are unfamiliar with how it is played, there is the chance that someone, especially if you do have a lot of information on it, could have a
1: huge
0: advantage and a lot of leverage, even though the tournaments aren't so big, that if you are someone who knows a lot about these things, I do think it's well worth your while to go play them, because most of the people playing them aren't going to know fuck all about it. That you can kind of take some easy money that way. In a no-cut event, at what point do you pivot off a player you like because of ownership? I don't. I just leave money on the table. Have you found a certain roster construction that historically does well at no-cut events? Nope. I know you like Cantlay, but outside of his back-to-back 61 and 62, he's been relatively quiet. Is the reasoning that he just can go extremely low in tough fields. I just think that he's been playing really well. Like, what did you want him to do at Genesis? I mean, he was there through three rounds and then didn't play well in the fourth round. Uh, He's just been competitive in all of these events. He had the low round, yes, at Pebble, but he continued to be there in the end. I think he was third when it was all said and done. So uh, I just think that he plays Nicholas Course as well. I think that he has win equity and I think that he's in good form right now. And generally he's played really well in Florida over the years. So I like Patrick Cantlay a lot here. Um, Make your putts. And then we're good to go, Patrick. Can you talk about the weather delay? At Genesis, too much wind? That was soft. I mean, balls weren't staying on the fucking greens. What do you want them to do? It was unfair to the field to have them out there. And it all worked out. It was fine. Feinberg, Tim, or Mayo for best at what they do? It's clearly Pat Mayo being in multimedia is the winner of... Actually, Tim cursing is probably the number one aspect of all of those. So probably Tim, actually. Top three Puerto Rico plays? Well, listen to the end of the pod with Feinberg but Just Curious. Great friggin' show. Uh, Sue, Barjon, and Lahiri are probably my two, my three favorite ones. Is it possible no cut really means no cussed? And that's why the curse seems to not exist at WGCs? I like the reasoning behind that. I can get behind that. Current fantasy maintenance current fantasy national member. Love it. Curious how one would get shot link data. You can pay for it. I think it's like 200K a year. So go for it. We have it integrated into our system, but if you want to get like the hole-by-hole breakdowns, it's incredibly expensive to go by. I think so, at least. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Is there any course comp data on Laurie K- Cantor? Not a ton, no. Havland or Hatton for one and done? Hatton? Uh, what? Why set a max salary, new player? Uh, just because a field like this, you can avoid duplications in tournaments because most people go out of their way to use the maximum amount of salary cat at $50,000 on DraftKings or either leave $100 on the table. If you set it at $200, then you have everything below that. And then all of a sudden, you're no risk of having any of your du dupl- I mean, maybe it could be duplicated, but very unlikely to do it. Fino 5 feet to win a major with your life on the line. You backing him to sink it or miss? Sink it. Come on now. I played concession last year. And short game will be absolutely key. I don't think the distance length will be much of a factor. Going with Reed at 29 to 1. that's the read that I have on it this week, so I'm glad to see that you saw it. I don't know if that means like you're, I mean, I don't know if you're a professional or not, but maybe these guys will hit a few more greens in regulation than you did. Uh, But if they do have to scramble, I'm all with you. Uh, Outside of Morikawa, I have some pretty elite short game players, and that's really what I went for here. First round leaders, were you looking at tee times or weather this week or something else? No. I looked at the weather, and there didn't seem to be any sort of advantage, so I just went with longer shot guys that I like. Usually how I do it. What's the difference in Florida courses to California courses? Uh, Green type? primarily uh, you're going to get back on bermuda from poa like, there's no Kikuya out here so damn the grass holds differently and some players are just better on bermuda than they are on the west coast courses lots of talk every week about types of grass what about different types of sand in the bunker the sand which is from ohio seems more forgiving any stats on sand i don't have any no i've never actually looked into that Sung JM ownership. Are you using him at all? You can be a member of fantasynational.com/slash mayo right now to check ownerships. I am using him in a high volume of my DraftKings lineup, and I bet him to win. So, yes, I like him. DK is top Georgia University player this week. Okay. Is Reed plus 175 against English, Kisner, Bubba, and Todd a good play against four others? Yeah, it's not bad. Believe it or not, you will win big on DraftKings eventually. I already won big on DraftKings. I'm still nowhere near bleeding back all the money that I won from that one event, so I think I'm good with DraftKings. I play it for fun anyway. If I can win big, that would be fantastic. I do well enough to tread water, so that's good. Can you talk to Moose about setting up a fantasy national merch store? I think he just launched a beta version this week. I think he's going to be announcing it next week. So there will be like hoodies and hats to buy, I think. I think just hoodies or t-shirts for the moment. Hogard or Bobby Mac? Hogard Can't Lay or now. Can't lay. The Pat Mayo experience brought to you by Manscape. Well, not today. Yesterday's show was brought to you by Manscaped. They need to pay up. They want to be advertising on this show. You gotta pay you gotta pay out the week if you want it all on the Pat Mayo Experience. If anyone out there wants to uh, knows a place and wants to purchase some ads on the Pat Mayo Experience, always email mayomediainc at gmail.com or the Pat at gmail.com to get in contact with the sales team at Mayo Media Inc. Because there are available slots, not a ton, but there are some coming up, especially for larger brands if you do represent one. I mean, players week, masters week, you're gonna get in touch with like you know, upwards of over five hundred thousand people that week. Not a bad spot to go in for the uh, the price point that it comes in at. Did you get enough subs to release the extended Cuss Corner on Friday? Not yet. So I put it out on Twitter that we need fifty new ratings and reviews and new subs for the Cuss Corner exclusive podcast. So just go search Cuss Corner on Apple Podcasts. I got a three hour one. It's the best. Se- it's the second half of the one I released like five weeks ago or so but if we do get those 50 new ratings and reviews i will release it on friday and it's funny so do that and just help out the network anytime you have a chance to rate and review especially if you just download everything on wi-fi subscribe to the hockey show subscribe to the ufc show the mix and all that stuff the more downloads we get the more content that we can do and eventually we're going to land on something that you like um so that's the way that we're looking at it would you use rom or xander for the one and done sure why not uh you mentioned Cantlay, but any players come to mind that being really dominant in Florida? I mean, Adam Scott has won at Doral, Sawgrass, and... Do you win Bay Hill? Doral, Sawgrass, and PGA National. So Adam Scott tends to play pretty well here. Tiger, Rory, all guys that play well. Webb, uh, Sungjae tends to play well at these Florida courses. Thoughts on Pat Perez? Is he playing in Puerto Rico? I didn't really look into Puerto Rico all that much, to tell you the truth. So, oh, Devin says, so Carl took your advice and stopped playing Call of Duty, but did worse in Golf DFS. Should he go back to playing Call of Duty so he can win again in Golf DFS? I mean, as long as, listen, I don't play video games. I don't understand the appeal of it, but if you're not, if it's not affecting your life, go for it. But if you're someone who's like a grown man and playing Call of Duty for like six hours a day, probably shouldn't do it. Probably not a healthy hobby. We didn't hear that a lot of these greens have runoff points. I didn't hear that, but that could be true. I heard there was a lot of undulations, and they're going to be rolled very fast and, you know, double cut, that kind of thing. So I could see that happening. So short game again would come into play. Um, Pat, who are we winning in? Who are we putting on to win outright this week? Came in land. I'm not going to fucking repeat myself. Just rewind the goddamn show. It's not that hard. I lead with the picks every single Wednesday. Figure it out. Uh, Big fan. Work at concession. And last year, Rom came and shot 63. Very scorable if you're playing well. All right. What was the biggest hit of your DraftKings? It was that week at uh, Heritage. And I came third in the 5 and 120K. When can I join the MMN sales team? Listen, if you actually... I, I think, honestly... And I've been looking into starting a branch of MMN. If you actually do have sales experience, especially within this space, do contact me, because that is a branch of Mayo Media Network. I mean, we also do consulting here for video production. If we can start a wing for sales, I think that could be a very viable business. So if you do have a background in sales, reach out to me, because that is something, uh, a team that I would like to build that wouldn't just work for Mayo Media Network, but be a consultant agency for the rest of the places out there. I mean, I have my contacts, they're pretty fruitful, but if you have other brands that you can bring in, whether it be, you know, luxury places, low-end places, beer places, liquor spots, cigarettes, whatever it might be, um, do, do come out and contact me, because I think that there's actually money to be made, and that's out of the business, so um, I have a good network of people to start that off with, so we can do it. Paul, yes? Are you allowed to promote cigs on I, I mean, on I YouTube? do promote cigs. Smoke! But <laughs> no, I don't think you're allowed. I don't think that. you're allowed. <laughs> I don't know if that
1: applies to the internet, though. I'm not sure. I feel like, I feel like cigs. You'd probably get shut down. Maybe, but, like, can you promote cigars? I've never seen very much of it on YouTube, that's for sure. But I haven't been looking for it, in fairness. I,
0: I don't know. I don't know if there's a different differentiation between the two. Yeah, cigarettes are probably out. But I wonder if cigars would be. But you can promote liquor. Remember when the Pat Mayo experience was brought to you by Jagermeister?
1: Yeah, those were the days.
0: That was the, was the last World Cup, I think. It was, like, four years ago. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a Euro. I can't remember. Uh... Any love for Fijian bad boy, Mr. Vijay Singh at 50-1? to Birthday boy this week. Sorry, it's the senior tournament, though. I don't care. Was he, like, 57 now? Probably not. Pick two, Sungjae, Morikawa, and Hovland. First two, Sungjae and Morikawa. One and done. I know you don't like saving players, but thoughts on saving Hatton at Royal St. George. I don't like saving players. Shouldn't do it. I saw you on a long DraftKings commercial last week. I filmed that like two and a half years ago now. Every time I think that it becomes legal in a new state, they start running this like paid promotion. Uh, fun story about that. They sent me a script for it, but I didn't open it all the way. They sent me two parts of it and I just read the outline. I didn't realize that there was an actual script for it. So I showed up. They flew me to Los Angeles to go shoot it. And we were like going through like the read through the night before for this script. I didn't realize that there was a script. I thought it was just like this outline that I was ad-libbing the entire time. And then it turned out it wasn't. So I had to like read the script off the prompter the entire time. I I feel like it's a bit stiff, but it's because I'm like, uh and trying not to do it. Read was an absolute pro with it though. Uh, I tried to memorize it the best I could in like the two hours that I had to do it, but just worked better off a prompter that way. Fun to do though. It's fun being in an infomercial. I came in second. The $33 single entry tournament won 4K. Awesome, Devin. That fucking rules. Um, I think that Tim has a secret contract with Coca-Cola. He really should for the amount that he talks about it. Greens will be rolling at 11 to 11 and a half on the Stimp this week. Huh, that's interesting. Concession normally rolls around 12 to 12 and a half. PGA wants birdies. Interesting to see. Hmm, don't love that. I prefer faster greens. Webb Simpson or Morikawa? Let's go with Webb Simpson. Do you like Billy Ho and Kisner this week? Nah, who would win in a fight between me and Cust? Obviously me. Unless Cust, like, fell on me in the first t- five seconds, he might, like, keel over with a heart attack if it went more than 30 seconds. But Tim's a gentle man. He's a pacifist by nature. And I fought Paul before. Paul beat me. But he got to sit in a chair, so that was
1: really unfair. It's just, you're pretty, you were pretty easy to take down. It oh, was yeah. all a wrestle game. He started gouging my eyes out, though. Oh, yeah, All fight We, we had to be separated.
0: I mean, you probably had a good 70 pounds on me at the time. That's true. We no longer have that. I that, mean, tr- that's my big advantage. That was the big advantage. But you got me in you Is like, get the guy to the ground, got me lay the on top of him, and I got him. And then just sat in a chair. So yeah. I really couldn't get any leverage to get out. That's
1: why I had to go for the eye gouge. It pays to watch MMA. What's that? It pays to watch MMA. Yeah, you know
0: the moves. I know the moves. Oh, that was not a sober evening. I weighed a lot less then, too. That was back in my real skinny days. Oh, yeah, I definitely had, like, 70
1: on you. A good 70. Uh, Not not a good 70, a bad 70.
0: Yeah, but when you're putting that leverage on my throat, it comes in handy. The challenge. Just finished watching Dirty 30. That redemption challenge for Jordan CT and Kara to get back in was the worst they've ever done. Oh, just wait. The elimination between Nani and Georgia on War of the Worlds 1, which is an awesome season is the worst fucking thing that has ever happened on the challenge. So just wait till you get to that. What does Cuss do for a living? He's a professional cursor, uh, so people pay him to curse or not curse certain things. Does Cantley playing four straight weeks in a row concern you? He only started playing back-to-back again last year. I'm not sure if he's ever done four straight. It does concern me. But where it's a no-cut event, I think I'll just kind of roll with him. What did you do for a living before the PME? This? This is what I do for a living? I mean, I worked at other sites as a writer, and then I worked at fantasy, because I had the PME, and then I worked at different websites, and then fantasy, all in the fantasy industry, doing articles, doing podcasts, but I've had this podcast since 2010 now, so it's been 11 years I've had this, this is what I've done. Thoughts on Bubba This Week Pass, best Canadian golfer ever? It's Mike Weir, is the answer to that question. I guess Brooke Henderson could possibly be an answer to that, too. But you know, we're one of the masters. He has, like, 10 PGA wins. Pretty good. Do you think about starting lines? Pat, you ever say—you might get banned for life if you ever use the word lines again. I fucking hate that. I hate it so goddamn much. Never say that again. You're banned for life. Well, you're not banned for life now. You say it again. You're banned. But yes, I could start lineups. Lineups. Rosters. With Patrick Cantlay, that is not a problem with me. Did you in Feinberg ever figure out that the only fans in attendance and members will be guest players? I mean, we went over that earlier. Carl always plays your two favorite golfers in his lineup. Who are your two favorite golfers this week? Thomas and Webb. Nah, maybe Reed. Thomas for sure. Thomas and Reed would be my two guys this week. Hey, we're out of questions. Hey, we got through the hour. That's fun. Only had to ban two assholes. It's like a new record. I'm telling you, banning the people makes the chat go a whole lot better. People ask good questions.
1: Oh, yeah, we've, we've really weeded out the... We've culled uh, them. I mean, I think, yeah, we had, we had to be a little bit sharp on those guys uh, earlier on today, but... you uh, got to make an example. you, you got to set the tone, set the message. Then people get it, and then we get through more questions, and it's a better show.
0: Well, I mean, part of it, too, is when people ask good questions, I think it, I mean, it leads me to think of new things that I haven't thought about before. Like, if you ask good questions, that, that really makes the show. It's like you're providing the content for me. Thoughts on Wacky Valamaki? Kid can score. Sure, use them then. I don't have an opinion on every player of 72 in the field. I just don't. No one should. <laughs> Uh, Scotty or Fitzpatrick? Fitzmagic. Do you think DK will ever have a PGA Live final once the world finishes back up? Well, they didn't before the lockdown, so maybe. I think it is in my contract with them that I have to go host a live final. So integrating PGA into it with their partnership with the PGA Tour would make sense. I really hope they would do it at a cut event, though. Like, doing... I remember they did one in Boston... I mean, that makes sense because they're in Boston for um, the second leg. The do- I think it was the Deutsche Bank at the time. Well, like, that's not super fun when it's a no-cut event like this. Like, it would be m- way more like, imagine having the cameras on the people. We're doing a live event and there's like a cut sweat. That would be fucking awesome. Um, and it provides far more skill trying to get a 6-6 through in something like a 100-man, <clears throat> 100-man DraftKings tournament in a full-field event. Like, what they should really do is just pay for the rights to, what's the Stableford one? The Barracuda? Just call it the DraftKings Open, and players have to score with DraftKings points that week instead of Stableford, because it's stupid anyway. So you might as well just do the DraftKings Open, hold your live final for that event, and it makes it even tougher, because that's like an alternate event, so you wouldn't have all of the very best players in the world. It really open things up. It would make it a lot of fun. Um, Are you leading with Bombers this week, or good around the green? Good around the green... Am I stupid for having small exposure to EVR? I hope not, because I have no exposure to EVR. Rom or Xander for the one and done. Let's go, Rom. Lol every time you ban for life. See, people love it. Never using that word again. Would prefer not to be banned for life. Thank you, Parker. You don't want to trigger Pat. I'm a very delicate individual. I, I can't be triggered on the show like that. It just It gets to me. Great shows this week. Glad to be a sub. Glad to have you on, Colt. If you told two friends to become subs, too, even if they don't watch, that would be great. Three best 8K golfers in this range. We went over this on the DK show. I don't love the 8K range. Like, I use some Adam Scott just because, but a very low amount. Sung is really the only one that I used. What about the sand? What about a sand only course, including the Grand? I don't know what the fuck that means. That's a stupid question. That'll get you banned for life. Will you do Game of Thrones content if anything new ever gets released? I've heard the sixth book is coming soon. Do you think I can read? Fuck off with that reading a book. You barely have time to watch TV shows, let alone read a book. Answer English? Whose price is more wrong? Well, I'm using neither of them, so I'll say answer. Did Jeff tell you you I am taking you and him to next year's Masters? Do you think I have time to go to next year's Masters? I appreciate the invite, Ian. I really do, but I do content that week. This is my job. So unless I'm doing it live from the Masters, which DraftKings would probably have to pay for, probably going to be sitting right here. That's uh, one of the drawbacks to doing content every Sunday in football and doing golf all week, that I need to do a show on Sunday and Monday, because that's how I do my shows, that being away and going to these events is just never really a reality for me. Everything about doing a day in the life behind the scenes of your studio, hanging out with you and Jeff. Well, I see Jeff for literally the length of the show, plus or minus 10 minutes on either side of the show per week, so there's Nothing you really don't see.
1: It's less, it's less exciting than you think. Yeah,
0: we're in a really tiny room, <laughs> and Paul is like 15 feet away from me right there. And there's a camera in between us. Yeah, so. it's, that's about it. Maybe when I make the new studio, Paul, maybe I'll do a before and after, and we'll do like an MTV Cribs version of it. Because I actually want to build like a nice studio. In there. That would be fun. And
1: that we need would...
0: to see what we do and like how we improve it over time.
1: Yeah, I think the, the next place, I think there could be some more excitement uh, to the... Day-to-day production uh situation.
0: Yeah. Any Cam Smith Smith love this week? You like him? Uh I liked him last week and he broke my heart, so now I'm off. Any Kepka this week? Nah, least favorite PGA tournament for you on DraftKings? Probably the tour championship. It has the fewest amount of people. What do you think about Garcia, pass? Sad to see that Jordan Spieth isn't here because of the potential he's getting into. Well, he should have played better. <laughs> Easy enough. Do you have plans to expand Mayo Media Network outside of sports into pop culture or anything? Well, we're already doing challenge shows, but yes, we do. It just it takes time to develop these things, and it's expensive to do video. I think that people forget this part of it. It's a Monday ticket. Well, that's really not going to work out for me because I you know that's when we record our Monday show, which is our most popular show uh what do you think do you think a lot of stars will skip bay hill being sandwiched in between wgc and the players um i'm not sure well i guess we'll find out on friday no more than they usually do it's not like bay hill had an awesome field last year so who did top take in the one and done you can rewind and go find out because i mentioned at the top of the show Ah, hey, Pat, normally in a single entry player playing the 20 max this week, is there, is 18 golfers too many in my lineup? No, I think that 18 golfers for 20 lineups is pretty good. I think that's probably, if you could trim out more, you know, that would be great. But you know, sometimes I go more, sometimes I go less. Is English bad chalk? Eh, it's fine. Why are DraftKings odds so much better than another site that won't be named, which I've never heard of? I don't know, because they're probably a better company. Any Kevin? Na, Like Kevin? Na? Any? Not really. I like him versus Bubba in that head-to-head at Even Money. That's about it. All right, we're out of questions. Thank you all for tuning in on. I see people are now asking for Tim's one-and-done. I mentioned that off the top, like I do every week. Just rewind. It's not that hard. I could answer you and make this easy, but I will not rewind. I want those extra hits and that extra run time when we look at uh, the average view time that goes a long way in selling some of the ads on the Pat Mayo experience. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. You can check out the show on demand uh, on the audio and video versions. Become a member at fantasynational.com slash Mayo right now to get yourself the discount. I want to thank you all for watching. We have NFL tomorrow, maybe Cuss Corner, if you rate and review the podcast version of Cuss Corner on Apple Podcasts coming on Friday, plus Paul and Cody's UFC show and more content towards the end of the week. That will do it for me. Thanks for tuning in. Smash the like on the way out. I'll see you next time.